the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. God bless you. Come on, let's put those holy hands together. Bless the name of the Lord. Listen, you may not be able to shout, you may not be able to sing, but you ought to let your hands witness and testify. The old church used to say, if I couldn't say a word, I'd just wave my hand. If I couldn't say anything, I ought to just let my hands be a witness that God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Is there anybody in this church, anybody at home this morning that can testify God is a good God God is a wonderful God he's an awesome God God is great and he's greatly to be praised hallelujah glory to the Lamb of God good to be in the house of prayer one more time good to see each of you my father's children we're going to worship and bless the Lord together in this place won't you join me in a moment of prayer father God how great you are how wonderful you are and we bless your holy name on this morning God we give you glory we give you honor and we give you praise. And for everything that we cannot do with our mouths, we will do with our hands. We lift up our hands to you, O oh God, thanking you for every good and perfect gift, recognizing that it comes from the Father above. Lord, we lift our hands as a symbol and as a sign that all of our strength, all of our help is coming from you, O oh God. We lift our hands to say, God, you are great and greatly to be praised and no one or nothing receives our worship other than you oh god we bless you we love you we thank you and we glorify your holy name this morning god now come into this house come into this sanctuary feel this sanctuary with your power with your presence speak oh god to our hearts speak oh god to our minds you know the conditions that we came with. You know the issues that are on our hearts. But Lord, we promise you that as we worship you, Lord, we expect that we will leave here differently than how we came. We may have been burdened down, but Lord, we expect to leave lifted up. We may have come with bowed down heads, but Lord, we expect to leave with them lifted up unto you, O oh God. We expect for there to be a turnaround in this place. We expect for there to be a miracle in this place. We expect for you to make those open, those closed doors open in this place, O oh God. Heal the brokenhearted. Heal the sin-sick soul. Heal and restore as only you can in Jesus' name. And Lord, we will give you the glory, not when it's done, but even before it's done. We're going to praise you right now like it's done in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray, amen, amen, amen. and amen. Come on and put those hands together and bless the name of the Lord. If you love the Lord more than anything, I wish you would bless his name. If you need the Lord more than anything, I wish you would bless his name. Come on, you who are at home, share with your neighbor, share with your friend, because we love the Lord and need the Lord more than anything. All right, y'all, put your hands together. Oh, we're going to give him glory. Simple song says this.
It's all right to put your hands together in here because he's worthy. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Here we go, y'all. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you. More than anything. shall take thought for the things of itself significant unto the day is the evil thereof let us pray Lord we come to you this morning saying thank you Father thank you for allowing us to be here and fellowship one another bless the ones Heavenly Father that's going through a sick and a shut in or bereavement right now Heavenly Father that you be able to touch their lives Heavenly Father let them know that Everything is in your hand. You don't make mistakes, Father. Give us us understanding that when we're going through something, Father, that you be there for us and 
be, be able to reflect back on your word. This is how it is and this is how it's going to be, Heavenly Father. This should make you stronger as a believer in him and also your faith increase. Bless those that faith right now, Heavenly Father, is plateauing, Heavenly Father, and they can't go any further. Bless those that are losing their faith for one reason or another, Heavenly Father, that you be able to get behind them and show them the way, Father. Bless us individually and collectively, Father, for we know that you are the one that's in charge. You are the answer to every question, Heavenly Father. We thank you. Bring somebody close together right now, Heavenly Father, that's going through marriage, a child that's being disobedient, or whatever you have, Heavenly Father, bless us, Lord. We need you. These are trying times. Bless law enforcement and the city and state leaders, Heavenly Father, that are here, that they make the right decision, Heavenly Father. Don't do the wrong thing for the wrong thing. Do, do the right thing, Heavenly Father. Do what's right by God. Lord, we ask a special blessing on our pastor and family and this congregation, Heavenly Father, that you be able to help us and move us forward, Heavenly Father. Uplift us and move us into a better direction, Heavenly Father. God, we love you with everything we've got in our heart. Mm. We love you. Please, God, we beg of you, we ask you to help us. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Does anybody really love him this morning? I mean, really love the Lord more than any. Thing. Amen. More than anybody, more than anything that he gives. And God gives some wonderful things to us. Amen. But but I love him more than the stuff. Wish I had a witness in his house. I said I love him more than the stuff that he gives to me. Thank God for the stuff. But I praise him not because of the stuff. I praise him because he's God. I worship him because he's God. I thank him because he's God. And God is so good. Amen. We love him more than anything. Amen. Amen. So good to see each of you, my father's children. Thank God that we've been able to take a couple of weeks, a couple of Sundays actually. I shouldn't say weeks, but a few days off for vacation. And thank God that uh, in our stead we were able to uh, have uh, Reverends uh, Wright and Harrington to come and give the word of God. And and certainly uh, to carry on uh, in our stead. God is a good God, and I thank God for our ministerial staff and for each of you playing a part in making sure that the ministry continues uh, in our absence. Amen. First Lady is here. Uh, I'm here. The kids are here. Girl, you look good even in that mask. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Good to see all of you all on this morning. Yeah, you know when the pastor on vacation, he come back playing. He just don't know how to act when he come back. Amen, y'all. Y'all give me some time. I'm going to get back right in a minute. I'm going to get back right. Listen, it's time that we give now in this our tithe and offering period. We pray that you uh, bless the Lord as God has so prospered and blessed you. God has been good to you. We pray now that you be good to him in giving liberally and generously and cheerfully as the Lord has given unto you. There are any number of ways that you can give uh, by way of church app, by way of texting to the number that's on your screen. As always, you can drop uh, your offering off at the office. Whatever you do and however you do it, we ask that you give so liberally and cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. I don't know what you've been carrying this morning, but I promise you, if you let go, you can let God and God will do the rest. It's offering time. I couldn't 
pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for allowing us to come here and be able to give and give back to you and the church, Heavenly Father. May you take this offering, press it down and shake it and increase it, Heavenly Father, for the greater good of this kingdom, Heavenly Father. God, we ask that you put a special blessing on those that wanted to give that could not give, Heavenly Father, and bless those who did. May you allow us, as we go forward, to be able to give whatever we can, especially our 10%. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Amen. Amen. Deacon Collins, uh, thank you for being here, Deacon. He, some of you may know, may not know, he's a part of the Hines uh, uh, County Sheriff's Department. And uh, we know that there was a great loss uh, with our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Lee Vance, uh, who was laid to rest on yesterday. We ask that you keep the Vance uh, family in your prayers and keep the Hines County Sheriff's Department uh, in your prayers as well. There is a connection between the Vance and the K Chapel families, and so we ask that you keep uh, keep them lifted up before the Lord uh, during this uh, this time of sorrow and this time of grief. There are others in our church community who are also grieving, and so we ask that you lift up uh, the Minor and the Lee families. Uh, Sister Geneva Harris, uh, who was 105 years old, uh, she transitioned, and we ask that you keep that family in your prayers. God gave her a great, long life, and we thank God, and we do celebrate uh, that long life. Amen, amen. God has been gracious to her. Uh, but we ask that you keep the door, uh, Sister Doretha Lee and Brother Rufus Minor in your, in your prayers. Uh, she was laid to rest on yesterday. Uh, also keep Sister Doris uh, uh, Bridgman and Brother Bill Bridgman in your prayers. Sister Bridgman lost her sister uh, on last Saturday, who was uh, Sister Gloria Griffith Hudson. Uh, those services also were on yesterday, and so keep them in your prayers. And then I got word this morning that Sister Pearl Hopper uh, lost her sister, who is Katie Olive, uh, in Gary, Indiana. She passed away uh, on yesterday in Gary, Indiana. Also, her brother, Marion Mack, is in the same hospital right now in Gary, Indiana. And so she is requesting prayers for his healing uh, during this time. That's Sister Pearl Hopper. So keep them uh, in your prayers. Amen. And all uh, who are in our church family who may be uh, dealing with sick loved ones or those who have gone on in transition, we pray uh, your strength in the Lord that God's grace and mercies would be multiplied upon your lives. And we lift you up even now in our thoughts, in our hearts, and in our prayers. For we know God is a very present help in time of trouble. Listen, uh, we're going to continue to do all that we can. We know that the uh, coronavirus and the Delta variant is uh, wreaking havoc in terms of the skyrocketing numbers uh, going across this country and particularly in the state of Mississippi. Uh, if you pan around and look around this audience, everybody in here is masked uh, right now, except for me because I'm talking. Amen. Uh, but I thank you for that. We are taking it seriously. Uh, as we regather and we gather in this place, uh, we're using all of the precautions that we uh, know to be necessary. Uh, we want to uh, not only establish protocol, but follow protocol uh, 
so that we can help to mitigate the transmission uh, of this virus and just try to keep everybody safe as we regather as safely as possible. One of the things that we're going to start doing, uh, and I think we may have it ready, uh, we want to start publishing the vaccination rate of each service. So when you come here or when you actually register online at by Saturday, you'll get to know what the vaccination rate of those who are attending the service so that you can make an informed decision whether or not you actually want to be here or not. Amen. Wish I had a witness in here. And now you can go anywhere else and you don't know when you go to Walmart, when you go to work, when you go anywhere else, you don't know what the vaccination rate is, but we're going to publish this information. We're going to make it known to you so that you can feel comfortable in making whatever decision you make, uh, whether to worship here in person or to continue to worship at home. I believe today was a 79% vaccination rate among those who are eligible for the vaccination, and we thank you for that. Uh, we want to keep those numbers up and even more so, and that's, you know, I said this morning, we can do better than that, but when then I thought about it with Mississippi having about a 30% vaccination rate. 79 ain't bad at all. Wish I had a witness in this house. A 30-something percent vaccination rate in the state, and we have 79% with those who are right here right now. We thank God for that. But for those of you who are at home and perhaps waiting and wondering if you should get vaccination vaccinated, we're going to keep pressing and pushing and believing that it's the right thing to do. And you're going to hear it from me. I encourage you get vaccinated. Amen. I encourage you, get vaccinated. Stop waiting. Get vaccinated. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer. We're going to get one more selection and then we'll get ready for the word of God.
you for your mercy, Lord. You've been so good to us, Lord. We offer you. Yes, Lord. Been so good to us, even when we didn't deserve it. <laughs> oh, we offer. We offer praise. goodness. Does anybody know the Lord's been good to you? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to just give him the praise that he needs. If you know God has been good to you, why don't you verses 25 through 34 in the essence of time I will read two verses out of that passage verse 27 and verse 34 27 reads us on this wise from the English Standard Version and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life verse 34 therefore 
Do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I want to talk from the subject this morning. One day at a time. One day at a time. Three times in this passage of scripture, verses 25 through 34, that you will hear Jesus say these words, don't be anxious. Three times. He commands us not to worry. Three times, the master's words to those of us who would follow him are, Stop worrying. These words of Jesus are perhaps more important now than ever before in recent history for us to take heed. Everything about the world today breeds worry. Record number of wildfires calls us to worry. The unsettling number of homicides in our city calls us to worry. Virus with a new variant that seems to be spreading more vociferously around the world and within our communities calls us to worry. Tropical storms beginning to churn as hurricane season starts calls us to worry. But in the face of life's realities, its complexities, and all that life can throw at us, we are given this mandate from Jesus. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. As believers, we are to walk by and live by faith. And faith in Christ, faith in the sustaining hands of God, faith in the atoning blood of Jesus, faith in the protective hedge of the Father, faith in the sovereignty of the Almighty God, faith in the life-giving word of God should keep the believer from living in worry. Faith in God is produced, in fact, in response to the faithfulness of God. And that's really what this passage is about. Recognizing that God is faithful. And because of his faithfulness, we ought to experience and express faith in him. Jesus is imploring us not to worry. Not to fret, not to live in fear because of the fact that God is faithful. Listen to him in verse 26. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into bonds. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Look at him, he says, God is faithful. He says, are, are, are ye not much better than they? And why 
take ye thought for raiment. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Listen to him. All he's saying is God is faithful. God is taking care of the birds. If God is taking care of the lilies of the field, God is going to be faithful in taking care of his children. And then he adds, or he follows all of that up with this statement, O ye of little faith. How could you have such little faith in such a faithful God? A faithful who tends to grass surely will tend to children. A God who cares about sparrows surely will care about his daughters. A God who's looking at the lilies surely has his eye on his sons. Jesus puts worry and fear squarely on the issue of faith. He says, if you're worried and you're scared and you're afraid, check your faith. For if we are people of faith, we should not live in fear. If we are people of who are worshiping the almighty God, we should not operate in worry. If we believe in the omnipotence and the omniscience and the omnipresence of the almighty God, then we should not live in fear and worry about today or tomorrow. Now, now let me put some skirts on that because we live in a world of dichotomies today where it seems like if you talk about living by faith then you ought to take your mask off so let me help you with that I wear my mask faithfully wish I had a witness in here I got the vaccine by faith. Wish I had a witness in here. You say, Reverend, how, how, how did you get that vaccine? You didn't even know what was in that vaccine. By faith. It was faith that said that if God has given us scientists and given us laboratories and given men and women the understanding to put into place those things to help to make us better by faith. You don't know what's in a chicken McNugget. But you eat it. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. You, you, you don't know all this in your Coca-Cola, but you drink it. And suddenly you got to know what's in this vaccine. 
Even if they told you, you wouldn't understand it. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Be clear, be clear, be clear. This does not mean that we should ignore issues or refuse to take appropriate precautions such as wearing masks. No, we're not saying throw caution to the wind and, and take no interest in the conditions we create or cause by our actions. But what Jesus is saying is that we cannot allow the necessary concerns of life cause us to live in the space of worry. And if you aren't careful, you will allow life's necessary concerns develop into unnecessary conditions. In other words, it's all right to be concerned about COVID and its spread. It's all right to be concerned about being vaccinated because a healthy amount of concern will help you to investigate what you don't understand. Healthy concern will motivate you to make good decisions. Healthy concern will push you to take appropriate precautions and exercise good judgment. But there is a line when necessary concern crosses into you develop an unnecessary condition called worry. And Jesus warns us this morning that with all we face in today's world, all of the issues, all of the situations, all of the problems, all of the potentials, that we must remember that God is faithful to his children and therefore not worry. Resting in God's faithfulness should allow us to release our propensity for worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Quit losing sleep over what might happen. What could happen. What you hope doesn't happen. What you're trying to keep from happening. Do, do what you can today. Take the necessary steps today and stop worrying. The text says this. Be anxious for nothing. Somebody say for nothing. I know the numbers are going up, but he says be anxious for nothing. I know the homicides are going up, but he says be anxious for nothing. I know the reservoirs are drying up on the West Coast for nothing. I know that the ice glaciers are melting in the North Pole for nothing. I know that there are a hundred things that you could worry about, complain about, fret over, lose sleep over, lose weight over, lose your hair over, but Jesus says to you this morning, be anxious for nothing. Why? Jesus answers that in verse 27. Here's why. Verse 27 says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? In other words, Jesus says, worrying does not add anything positive to your life. You can sit here and worry and worry and worry. And it will do nothing positive. Y'all not talking to me in here. He says not one hour of worry will extend your life. In fact, it will take away from your life. Worry 
takes away life by stealing your joy. Worry cannot add, but it's good at taking away peace. Worry cannot add, but it is very uh, good at diminishing your health. Worry cannot add, but it will destroy your hope. It will draw down on your faith. It will make a withdrawal on your contentment. And this is the life lesson for today. Don't let life's concerns evolve into deadly worries. I'm convinced. Some of us here and perhaps at home are worrying ourselves to death. Amen, lights. You wake up, worry. Go to work, worry. Come back home, you finish it. Go to sleep. Can't even eat your breakfast because you. And after a while, all of this worrying is going to catch up with you. Try hear you saying now, well, Reverend, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to go through this pandemic that won't go away? How am I supposed to respond when I see case numbers skyrocketing and hospitals are filled to capacity and making makeshift units in, in parking garages and people who we know and love are suffering and even dying? What am I supposed to do if I can't worry? Thank you. He said, pray. But after you pray, here's what you do. Decide and determine that you're going to live one day at a time. That's what Jesus gives to us in the place of worry. To live by faith one day at a time. To walk by faith one day at a time at a time to do those things that we can do and leave the rest for God to do and do it one day at a time to recognize that in this life there are things beyond our control and once we have been dutiful and diligent in our responsibilities taking the necessary precautions establishing the appropriate protocols practicing the suggested processes that we then leave the rest to the Lord put it in his hands and live our lives one day at a time we say to the Lord Lord take care of me I've done what I can. I've done what I know to do. I've done what they told me to do. I've done what's been suggested to me to do. I've done it faithfully. I've done it by faith. Now, God, I put it in your hands, and I'm going to take this worry off of me and live one day at a time. Now, maybe you're thinking, yeah, Reverend, I know that song, and that's that's a good sounding song. One day at a time. I love it when Kay Chapel sings that song. I believe Sister Porter sings that song. I believe Sister Bridgman, yes, and she sung it. Sister White sung it. Sister Mandy sung it. A lot of folks sang that song. It sounds good every time they sing it. One day at a time. Sweet Jesus. That's all. I'm asking of you. That's a good song. Reverend, is it practical to live one day at a time in a day like this? 
Shouldn't we go about planning for our future? And, and Reverend, don't, didn't you forget that just a few Sundays ago you, you preached to us about our aunt? And you told us that that aunt prepares for tomorrow by working today and he is thinking about the future so he plans today in preparation for tomorrow. Isn't that the wise thing to do? Absolutely. And living one day at a time is no contradiction to planning wisely for the future. We all should do so, but living one day at a time is recognizing that I don't control the future. Living one day at a time is understanding that the future is not in my hands. The only time that I have is the time that I've been given right now. I can't do anything about the past, so I stopped worrying about it a long time ago. I can't do anything about the future. It's outside of my control, so I don't worry about it. What I can do something about is what I have right now. So the question becomes, what can I do today? Right now, what decisions can I make today? What changes can I make today? What problems can I take on today? What issues can I resolve today? What conversations can I have today? What resolutions can I make today? Watch this, y'all. What apologies can I make today? What relationships can I restore Today, who can I forgive? Don't y'all get quiet now. What can I make right in my life today? Who can I call today and make sure that they know that I love them? What can I do right now today with the time that God has given me? See, and the reason some of us never make some of those initial steps is because we're trying to look into the future and determine if I do this today, how is this going to work out? If I apologize today, what's going to happen tomorrow? If I forgive them today, how are they going to act tomorrow? If I open up my heart to reconciliation today, what's it going to be like for me on tomorrow? And you'll never do today what you should do, worried about, wish I had a witness in here take care of today's business. Jesus said it like this, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day for the night cometh when no man can work. In other words, I need to do what the Lord has put on my heart to do and do it today. Because I don't know how long I have to get it done. I don't know what might happen between now and when I get around to it. So I'm going to stop procrastinating. 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 I'm going to stop procrastinating and get it done today. Today. Today I'm going to fix it. Today. I'm going to do something about it today. I'm going to stop living and fixing to. And do it today. I'm going to stop saying what I'm going to do. 
and get it done. Wish I had a witness in here. Handle your business today. Make the decision today. Make the repair today. Students, finish your assignments today. Write your paper today. Do your homework today. Read that book chapter today. And when you do what you're supposed to do today, things won't pile up on you, causing you to worry about tomorrow. Do it today. So here it is, three things and I'm gone. I'm just getting back, y'all ain't going to make me push work too hard. If you're going to live one day at a time, here's this, three things. You got to handle today's obstacles. Handle today's obstacles. Did any of y'all, did any of y'all catch the 400 meter hurdle uh, race uh, during the Olympics? Did y'all catch that Sydney, uh, Sydney McLaughlin? I, no relation. Is, is, okay, all right. Check on that. It might be. Did you, you already check? Okay. All right. Sydney McLaughlin is her name. And, and, and she won the 400 meter hurdles. In fact, she set a new world record while winning the gold medal. You know how she won it? One hurdle. <laughs> Y'all not going to talk to me. Now listen, in the 400 meter race, there are 10 hurdles. They are spaced at 35 meters in between each hurdle. That, that means there is a science and a rhythm and a pacing to running that race. You got to know your stride. You got to know how many steps you're taking in between each hurdle so that once you get that next hurdle, you're pushing off on your right leg, the right leg, your jumping leg, so that you can clear that hurdle. There's a whole lot of science, a whole lot of rhythm, a whole lot of understanding if you're going to run that race well. But I promise you, you can have the right strategy, you can have the right rhythm, you have the right race, but if you don't clear that hurdle, in other words, you, you can understand the race, but you've got to clear the hurdle. You've got to jump over the obstacle. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if you're going to get to the finish line, you've got to get over each obstacle along the way. And you can't jump two hurdles. Y'all not going to talk to me. If you intend on getting to the finish line, you got to deal with the obstacle that's in front of you. Handle today's obstacle. I know you got a big picture in mind on how it's going to end up, but if you're going to get to that big picture, you got to handle today's obstacle. If you're going to get that big project and get it due, you've got to handle today's portion of that project. I know you've got a lot of things going on at the same time, but you've got to handle today's obstacle today so that you can handle tomorrow's obstacle tomorrow. Why? Because tomorrow's obstacle is coming. The reason some of us gets her word is because we're looking down at all of the other stuff that's coming up and we lose sight on the hurdle that's right in front of us. Handle today's obstacle. Number two. Number two. If you're going to live one day at a time, you got to learn how to settle today's obligations. Settle today's obligations. After you clear today's obstacles, settle today's obligations. In other words, watch this. Do the stuff that you promised. Mm, mm, mm. The, the things that you committed 
to do it. I see a whole lot of wives taking notes here. Y'all going y'all, 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 I, I, I know what y'all up to, but, but just hang in there. Hang in there with me, brothers. I'm going to help you out. Don't worry. I'm going I'm to help you out. I see. Ooh, they writing. They writing. <laughs> Handle it. Fix your business. I, I see it right now. Y'all know I'm right. Somebody put a star next to that one, asterisk, underline. Yeah, whatever you obligated to do, whatever you committed to do, take care of that thing. But watch this, watch this. Promises, promises, promises go both ways. Promises go both ways. Promises are not just, watch this, promises are not just a laundry list of daily activities. Promises Watch this, our lifetime commitments. Y'all not talking to me in here. You, you made some commitments at the altar, you who are married. Handle your business. Take care of your commitments that you made to each other. And I promise you this, if you do your part, you'll discover that other, the other will do his part and she will do her I wish y'all would talk to me in here it, it goes both ways you, you want him to help out more around the house handle y'all ain't talking to me see how, see how quiet it got when the last time you took him on a date can we talk why y'all acting like y'all yeah Talk to each other. When the last time y'all held hands? When the last time you told him, I love you? When the last time you told her, I love you? These are commitments, folks. Okay, I'm going to take a drink of water because y'all. Obligations, commitments. You are in a business relationship, handle your obligations. If you're a student in school, handle your obligations. If you're trying to start a business, handle your obligations. If you're in a marriage, handle your obligations. And quit, watch this, quit making new obligations on top of ones that you have not fulfilled. Let me help somebody. I'm going to free somebody this morning. I'm through. I'm going to free somebody. Stop telling everybody yes. Stop telling everybody yes. You can't be everybody's friend. And if your friendship is based on you saying yes all the time, they're not your friend anyhow. There's some things you cannot say yes to. You cannot take on everything. You cannot be there every time. There's sometimes when they call you say, I love you, but I can't do that. You know I love you, but I can't be there. I got something else to do. Come on and talk to me if you can. If you're going to not live a life in worry, there's some things you got to start practicing and saying no to. Preachers, you can't preach every revival. You got to say no. Amen. Talk to me if you can. You can't play every gear. You got to say no. You can't sign every contract. You got to say no. You can't take on every commission. You got to say no. You can't do all of the things that you want to do and people bring to you. You've got to carve out space for yourself and the other commitments and obligations that you've already made and keep those safe so that you can live a balanced life. 
You're going to live a word-free life. You got to learn how to say no so you can settle. Watch this. Today's obligations. So that when you do say yes, people can trust you. That when you do say yes, people know that your yes means yes. And all that is, all that is, is faithful stewarding of your time, of your resources, and of what God has given to you. The Bible puts it in this language. I'm going to give you some Bible for it. Romans 13 and 8 says this. Owe no man anything. Did you hear me? It says, owe no man. In other words, fulfill your obligations. Quit living on past due. Good God Almighty. Stop having the old people stuff. Some of y'all worry right now because you know how much you owe. <laughs> Amen. You take different routes to work into your house because you don't want them to see your car. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You, students are like this too. When they, when they owe work, they make sure they go a different route to class. Because they don't want to go down that hall because they don't want that teacher to remind. Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right. Oh, no, man, nothing. And some of us are past due on work, past due on obligations. Watch this. Past due on conversations that we should have had a long time ago. Handle today's obstacles. Settle today's obligations. Last thing, and here it is. Manage today's opportunities. Manage today's opportunities. God gives us blessings, moments, and he gives us opportunities. Some of them we respond to, but others of them we put on hold. And we assume, watch this, that if God gave it to us, we'll be always able to get back to it. I want to encourage somebody today. You've been putting off the opportunity that God has placed in front of you. Manage the opportunity. There's some open doors that God has given you that you have not walked through and I want to challenge you this morning, manage that opportunity. Because here's the thing, there's small opportunities around us. Listen to me. There's small opportunities around us that we sometimes overlook because we have the big picture in mind. Let me help you. You got the big picture in mind of what you want to be, how you want to live, what you want to do. I'm talking to some young professional, some young student now. You got the big picture in mind. Are you managing the little responsibilities along the way? The small opportunities along the way are the very things that are pieces of the puzzle to your big picture let, let me say it like this here it is Jesus tells the parable of, of, of the talents he says one was given five talents one was given two talents one was given one talent one with the five talents invested and gained another five talents having ten the one with two talents invested gained another two having four the one with one talent took that talent, buried it, did nothing with it. 
The master comes for the day of reckoning, the accounting day. Comes to the one with the five talents. He says, what did you do with it? He says, listen, you gave me five. I took the five. I invested it. I made another five. Here are your ten. What does the master say? Well done. Good and faithful servant. Watch this. You've been faithful over few things. See, oftentimes we look at the little that we've been given and we don't think very much of it. But the master wants to know, what are you going to do with the little that I gave you? Because if you can manage the little stuff, he says, I'll now make you ruler. See, you can't have the big picture in mind and not deal with the little stuff along the way. Manage well every opportunity that God gives you. And in the end, when you manage that well, the master says, well done. Now I can trust you with more because you did this well. Now see, I'm through. if you're going to live one day at a time worry free you're going to be able to let go and let God yeah and you got to recognize that there's some things that after you've done your best you're going to put it in his hands and doing your best means handling your obligations Settling those things that need to be settled, fixing those things that need to be fixed, managing those things that need to be managed. And when you've done all of that, then you can let go. And you can let God have his way. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Make his face shine on you. Be gracious unto you and give you his peace. I pray that you take it one day at a time, believing it's in his hands. Let him have his way. Soon as I stop worrying, stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I let go and I let God, let him have, let God have you. That's when things. That's when things start happening. I start. When I stop looking at back then, then I let go. I let go. And I let God. Let Him have. Let God have His way. Soon as I stop worrying. Soon as I stop worrying. Worrying how the story ends. I let go and I let God let him have let God have his that's when things that's when things start happening then I stop looking at back then then I let go I let go and I let God let him have let God have let go, let go, let God, let go, let go, let go, and let God, let God, let go, let go, 
service and you've been wanting to connect with Cade on a more formal basis listen we've been at this for 16 17 months now how much more time do you need go ahead and make that commitment right now we don't know how much longer this is going to last so make your commitment right now do it Call the number that's on your screen if you're here. You're ready to give your life to Christ and you've not given your life to Christ. I want you to meet us at the conclusion of this service and we can take care of that business today. Somebody say today. Today. Yeah, don't wait until next Sunday. Do it right now, today. Don't wait for somebody else to come with you. You come by yourself today. this is the moment this is the opportunity this is the time that God has given unto you use it wisely do it today may the Lord bless you may the Lord keep you make his face shine upon you be gracious unto you give you his peace won't you stand now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit amen amen God bless you go in peace do it today.